Welcome into your Friday scramble, your Masters Friday scramble. I'm Rick Game of that right there. Andy Lack. Andy, we've got a Masters Friday on our hands, bud. Yeah, exciting stuff. I love the way the course is playing this morning already. Um, I think we're going to see some carnage this afternoon, um, and I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. We will get to the props very, very quickly. So we are brought to you by Prize Picks. We are uh, in a current quest to bankrupt them, um, which is kind of a weird thing to do for a partner of ours. But it's you know we have this weird relationship that we have where we're trying to take all of their money. The lines are changing very quickly, Andy. Right, like yeah. you noticed it this morning. You and I were texting. I got a text from you last night. I won't divulge uh, all the information right now, but it was essentially <laughs> you texting me and saying, "I'm hammering these X, Y, and Zs. I don't understand why they're setting them this way. I think they're too low." You're, it was a, it was a madman rant. I love it. Yeah, you know, and we talk about it every week. This was the first time where I actually felt compelled to say, "These are so wrong." Like, go do this now. I want to make sure that you got them into. And sure enough, this morning, they're changing on us quickly. So I think, you know, some of the ones that we'll talk about, um, I want to make sure we talk about ones that are still available. I saw one of the ones that I wrote up in the outline last night, a dissertation that I wrote up in the outline last night, went down by 0.5. I still like it. Um, But moral of the story, Rick, Get them in quick. Promo code Rick. Get on the site now. Sometimes you just mentioned to me on text, they're changing as you put them in. Yeah, correct. So get get set up. We're about five minutes away from giving out the props. So use the link in the description. Deposit with the code Rick. It's 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Get your fingers nice and loose. Stretch them out. Get them ready because in about five minutes, we'll give away the four that Andy and I have identified for this week. But Andy, it, it's the Masters. And we are seeing... Um, Augusta National played over par on Thursday with more expectation of possibly even more difficult conditions moving forward. And we're going to make a cut today. So we're going to find out how many six of sixes get through, which of the big stars are not going to be around for the weekend. It's a very critical day for our biggest championship of the year. Yeah. And it's looking like plus four ish, right? You know, like it's going to be a much higher cut, maybe even plus five. I think last time I checked, it was, it was trending towards plus four, but probably uh, a much higher cut than we've seen. I can't remember off the top of my head what it was last year, but it's going to be tough this afternoon, Rick. And this is something that we talked about before. I mean, we saw this coming. We talked about this on our Tuesday show. I talked about this in my Wednesday DFS article, right? Where we were going to get 20 mile per hour westerly winds this week, which a westerly winds are generally historically, at least the toughest uh, for players to navigate, especially if you hit a fade uh, and, you know, add that in with the uh, receptiveness of the fairways limiting rollout. And, and we're going to get a very, very, very tough test this week, Rick, um, I'm excited. I think the winning score, you know, I said it, we talked about it with uh, with Greg on the first cut Twitter spaces um, about like a minus eight, minus nine, minus 10 under mm-hmm. winning score. I may even go a little bit lower as we say, like, I'm, do you sign for minus seven right now? 
Uh, well, I do because it would probably get me like 500 grand, right? Like minimum. But uh, as a, like, if I was Dustin Johnson and you offered him, so he's currently four under and he's yeah. got 12 holes to play. If you offered him seven, I don't think DJ should take it, but I think like everybody else should take it, right? If you were Neiman or Willett or Sungjae or something like that, I think seven's a pretty darn good number. I think DJ, um, obviously with already one green jacket, he might be like, ah, I'll, I'll just play this thing out. But seven or eight, I feel like is a pretty good number to sign for right now. So just FYI, and this is why I was texting you like a madman last night. The course is already playing three strokes over par today. So the right. scoring average already today, now it's limited sample size. A lot of these guys haven't even, you know, very few players have made it through like the 16th hole, right? But 17 and 18 are tough too. Well, well, so, look, at it, look at it this way though, Andy. We've got at least 20 guys through the front nine. The front nine's playing a half shot harder today than it did yesterday. So if we say maybe the back nine also plays a half shot harder, you're talking about that full stroke more difficult than the 1.8 it played yesterday. So you are talking about three shots over par. Right, and, and guess what, Rick? Uh, the afternoon wave is way worse players too. Yeah. So, so all the heavy, pretty much most of the heavy hitters outside of Tiger and Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler and Justin Thomas are out right now on the golf course. All of the, the Sandy Lyles of the world, the Larry Mises of the world, all those guys are going out in the afternoon. So that's why I think the scoring average is going to be three strokes over par at least, right? I completely agree. This is a tweet from Joel Beal, who is on the golf course from 14 minutes ago. Just walked off the course. Wind is blowing in bursts and changing directions. Guys have no idea what to do, and the bad stuff isn't rolling in for another few hours. Amen Corner felt like it was surrounded by windmills. There's going to be carnage. It's going to be spectacular. I have gotten uh, similar texts from other people that, like, it, you can feel it coming. There's a lot of confusion out there. A lot of guys looking up into the trees, trying to figure out what direction the wind's coming from, and not a lot of them are necessarily getting it correct. Okay, so the first thing that makes me think of, and I may be getting us derailed already, um, but I figure we'll get to the cat at some point today anyway. So the question I wanted to, the question I wanted to have to ask you is, do you think that plays more or less into Tiger Woods' hands this afternoon? I, uh, I generally think for the lifespan of Tiger, the harder the conditions has probably been better for him, right? I think we know that he has been very conservative in his Augusta National career, and that is usually a very good game plan. He knows where to miss and where to leave it, and I believe his short game, we saw some sloppiness in round one, but like, I, I don't mind his short game right now, right? So if there's going to be a lot of guys missing greens in awkward spots, Tiger's ability to get up and down probably a little bit better than everybody else's. I do have a lot of concern uh, with the driver, Andy. Mm -hmm. I mean, he did not drive it well in round mm -hmm. one, and some of them were kind of those weak, wipey fades that if yeah. they get caught up in the wind and you are taken into the pine straw and into the trees, that's how like doubles happen very quickly. If you're just blocked out and you're like, it's just, you're much more at the luck of the draw uh, when you get that far off the fairway. So that that would be my concern is the tee shots in this wind. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think that's my biggest concern as well. I think overall, um, 
the more nuance and thinking and the more that you have to rely on experience around Augusta in terms of the swirling winds, I think that plays into Tiger's hands because I think there are going to be a lot of players that are going to make bad decisions based on what the wind, what they think the wind is doing. And I think Tiger at least is the type of guy that could stand on the 12th tee and see those swirling winds and say to himself, okay, I've been here before. I know what this means. I'm not going to get fooled by that. So I do think in general, just thinking about what Joel Beal said in that tweet about the confusion. And I bet you we're going to see a bunch of players, you know, with their hands on their hips on 12 and, and, and many other holes, I'm sure saying what happened. I, I imagine you, John Rahm and his four mud balls is one of them as well. Um, but I think, the more experience and nuance um, would play more so into Tiger's hands. You're right. It's just all aspects of his game. He looked like he was putting well too yesterday. It's really the off the tee that gives me the greatest concern as well. Yeah. He didn't drive it very, very far. Now those numbers are um, also hurt by the fact that he drove one, like technically 196 yards or whatever on 18 when he clipped a tree, but it, it wasn't particularly long, but the rest of his game pretty stout. I think we got to do this, right? We've got golfers out on the golf course right now. We've got props that are changing by the second. So we are going to release the props. Four of them we have written up, and then I've got a little strategy and other things to consider on this uh, very windy Friday that we are going to get around to Augusta National. But first, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll see you on the other side. Andy Lack is not only the co-host of The Scramble, but also produces his own show, The Inside Golf Podcast. It's available twice a week, focusing on course breakdowns, DFS, and betting strategies for every PGA Tour event. Admittedly, I was drawn to Andy for his data-driven approach, which you'll find on his Sunday shows as he breaks down the field. But I'm even more impressed by his passion for course architecture, which offers a different perspective of our great game. Mix those together with insightful and humorous guests who don't take themselves too seriously, and you've got a recipe for a great podcast. Follow Inside Golf Pod on Twitter and download Inside Golf wherever you download podcasts. All right, Andy, we've got the time right now to prop it like it's hot. This is indeed presented by Prize Picks. We are trying to take all the money that they have available in their bank accounts, and you should use the code RICK to sign up, get your deposit bonus. Their link is in the description, and go and run and put these uh, props in right now because they are changing. Andy, uh, I think we're expecting carnage. Let's get started with your first prop. Okay, so bear with me here. This is a bit of a this is a bit of a tiger style dissertation to Justin Thomas, but this is, you know, <laughs> look, I wrote a paragraph here in the outline. So I want to make sure that I get all of it. So tiger woods under three and a half birdies. Now, when I checked this morning, this went down to three. I'm okay with that too, but let me tell you why I think this is a slam spot. So right now at Augusta, one thing that I notice is that there's only three legitimate birdie holes out there now. Number two, number eight, and number 13. All three of those holes yesterday were playing minus 0.3 strokes under par, right? So still even no guarantees there, right? Like we see par fives on the PGA Tour play half a stroke under par all the time. So when I say birdie holes, guys are still making more pars than they are birdies. Anyway. Tiger looked good yesterday, right? And and this is a whole other podcast. But, you know, 
outside of that double boat, outside of that dumb bogey on eight, I still think that he scored better than he played. Um, he had a couple holes where he was able to save par with multiple really, really bad shots. Um, he also actually putted really well. He gained over two strokes putting. I know he missed some some makeable putts too, but he also made a lot of putts, right? And he gained two strokes on the field. Yeah. Um, and he made three birdies yesterday in 10-mile-per-hour wins. Uh, in the easiest of the conditions that the course has seen with the with the softest the golf course was. Um, now, today, this afternoon, he's getting 18 to 20 mile per hour wins, right? And Tiger's biggest asset um, is, tell me if you think this may, is turning bad holes into pars. It's not making a ton of birdies. Like he he's way better at a, avoiding bogeys than he is filling it up and going super, super low. Yeah, so, especially around here in these conditions. Exactly, exactly. So let's play devil's advocate and say that Tiger does birdie the three birdieable holes. Mm -hmm. Like he's still, you're still going to have to pick one more off somewhere. And I'm sorry, 15 got tougher. Um, like I went yeah, back and I, I 15 is pretty <laughs> tough. Yeah. And so I went back and I looked at how guys were playing 15. I looked at how Tiger was playing all these par fives, but I saw a lot less players go for the green and two on 15. It barely played, played under par Tiger would have to hit a really good drive. I think to even consider going for the green and two on 15, depending on the wind and the other two par fives, Rick Tiger can't reach until. He can't reach number two and he can't reach number eight and two. He hit good drives on both those holes yesterday and couldn't get there. So the only par five that Tiger can reach into is 13. That could change with the wind and stuff like that. But, you know, you're just asking for a lot, right? So combine that also with the fact that we get one more day for the greens to firm up. He's one of the last groups on the course where you get all those foot traffic on the greens. And he's going to be on the course in the worst wind. So I just think more than three birdies in that, in that wind, it's, it's, it's asking a lot. He made three birdies yesterday in much easier conditions and he looked wiped. Um, so I think this is a slam dunk. Sorry for the win. <laughs> All right. The good news is it's still three and a half. So Andy, it is still three and a half right now. I'm looking at it. So you can still go get three and a half on under Tiger Woods birdies uh, right now. If you combine that with Cam Smith over 71, this moved from like 70 to 70 and a half to 71. So let's game this out for a second. If we think the scoring average is 75, which it could very well be three shots over par. He has to gain four strokes to the field using his last 10 rounds, which includes yesterday where he gained a ton and his win at the player. So we agree. He's playing like the best golf ever. He's only going to gain four and a half strokes on the field. 32% of the time. It's a numbers game. Andy to ask a golfer to be, Five shots better than the field, four and a half shots better than the field. That is a lot. I don't think so. Cam Smith over 71. Yeah, I love it. And I was I was thinking about that too, right? There are a lot of over-unders. Um, and I just think Cam's in I mean, Cam hit the ball great yesterday. I mean best approach round ever. Yeah. So he's gonna be tough, but again, it's just a pure number play. The number is too low. All right. 
Fire away. I got my next one here. Scotty Scheffler. So greens and regulation. I was looking at the greens and regulation ones. Under 12 and a half greens and regulation for Scotty Scheffler. Now, if you hit 12 and a half greens and regulation, that's implying a 69% greens and regulation percentage, which is well above Augusta's average. You know, players on average historically at Augusta forget these wins are hitting like 63, 64% of their greens and regulation. Now, this course is already playing three strokes over par. And Scotty is another guy who's going off in the afternoon when the greens are going to be more baked out with 20 mile per hour wind gusts. It's just too high. 12 greens on Friday afternoon, I think, would be a great round. Uh, the final prop. So, Scotty Scheffler under 12 and a half greens in regulation. Tiger under three and a half birdies. Cam Smith over 71. Adam Scott under three and a half birdies. He made three yesterday, Andy. Lost across the board. Didn't look particularly good. Now he gets into the teeth of the wind. You nailed it. The same stuff with the Tiger thing. Like, there's, there's only so many gettable holes. If you're asking... Adam Scott to go out there and, um, you know, if he doesn't take advantage of the, the birdie holes, uh, what's he going to do? Gain a shot and a half or a, a shot and a quarter on some of these more difficult holes as he did show no real signs of life or no strong skill set out of the gate yesterday. I, I, I don't see it. I think it's going to be carnage this afternoon. I was just reading through the chat. People were getting angry at me for how long I talked about them. Maybe we'll put them on a slide and then like, and release them all at once. And then we'll talk through them. But Hey, these people know the lines move very, very quickly. They need in, they need them, baby. Gettysburg address over here. Yeah. I had a, uh, I had a dissertation on that one. Um, yeah. I think that's the thing, right? There's, there's just, what happens with these lines a lot is they, they take a stand and I don't think they factor in uh, course conditions too often. I don't think they factor in wind or, or turf conditions too often. And then, you know, they kind of let us set the lines, right? Because we, people make moves and, and then right. they start changing very rapidly. So you got to get in quick. But once again, I said this to you off air. Um, this is my probably largest exposure I've had to price picks on a single day. So let's ride. We're in for a fun afternoon. Adam Scott under three and a half birdies. Cam Smith over 71. Scotty Scheffler under 12 or 12 and a half greens in regulation. Tiger Woods under three and a half birdies. Those are the official props for the show. Andy, um, let's get nerdy for a second. So I've got the wind finder up here. We've been talking all week long about this westerly wind uh, that is 16 miles an hour gusting up into the 20s. So what you can actually do on wind finder is you can zoom in on Augusta National. And we've talked about this before as as much as the single hole props are very very volatile prize picks doesn't really have an option to change the lines that much right they just have to make all the fives four and a half because if you make it five nobody's gonna bet it you can't make it five and a half you can't make it four like it has to be four and a half so what you could do is you could go to WinFinder, and here's here's uh, Amen Corner. This is the bottom portion of the property down here. You can see that Azalea Andy is playing in that left to right wind, right? So this is 13. So let's yeah. talk through this. Uh, you know, you hit your tee shot. The wind's going to want to push you over to the right, kind of closer to those trees in the pine straw, which is a bit yeah. of a concern. Uh, if you hit that fade into uh you know into your second shot, it's going to push it out into the into that bailout area. You try to hold a draw. Up against this wind, I could see a lot of balls dying in this water or this little creek in front of it. Like I think Azalea plays pretty darn tough on on Friday. 
Yeah, so where's the is I feel like I have a memory of the pin being left. Or um uh, let me check I can check on that too. Um Azalea's 13, the par five. Correct. Okay. See where the pen is on 13? I can just watch somebody uh, play the hole. I could, yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to. Anyway. Look at, but I think, I mean, this is that westerly win. I mean, and it, it kind of goes for all the fives, right? Like all the fives kind of run. So here's Pink Dogwood. Uh, that's two. That kind of, I mean, everything's kind of cornering. The the fives, I don't want to say they all run the same direction, but like they're oriented in this in a similar fashion. Yes. Yes, exactly. So it's just another way you can look at, you can go on WinFinder and get even more more specific with these things, which is just another step that we've talked about in the past with prize picks. It's like, look at these pin positions, right? Like, look at how wind is going to affect certain holes. There's going to be a ton of edges there. Which I like because they can't and they can't move the lines on it. They just have to. They just have to sit there at four and a half and just and just take it. Um, again, the coach you're looking for is Rick. Instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Go get your props in right now. You've got a couple more minutes until these golfers, uh, specifically Camp Smith, I think tees off in about twelve minutes. So you've got a few more minutes there to get all those in. We're gonna go back talk about maybe some breaking news coming out of Augusta National. Look at the live odds, but we're gonna hit a break real. If you're not playing Daily Fantasy on prize picks, then you're not really playing Daily Fantasy. They offer nothing but props, and they do it better than anyone else. You pick two to five players on an over-under and can win up to 10 times on any entry. They allow mixed sport entries, meaning you can take the over on LeBron James and the under on John Rahm. The golf-specific props are amazing. Birdies or better, fairways hit, greens in regulation, round score, and now, yes, single hole props that's right what score will a golfer make on a specific hole i have prize pick specific tools on my website to help you build the best entries and now prize picks is offering a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 just use the code rick at sign up or click the link in the description that's code rick good luck all right, Andy, breaking news out of Augusta National. Louis Oosthuizen has withdrawn from the event prior to the start of his second round. So now that's a Neiman Tiger Woods two ball this afternoon. Yeah, you know, I saw and I had some Louie. I did play a little Louie. I, I dodged the Casey, but I had a little Louie in some of my DraftKings lineups. Um, you know, he grabbed his back on mm -hmm. two yesterday um i got to watch a lot of louis obviously because he was playing with tiger uh and i said to myself oh no here here it comes uh so kind of on brand right rick um but uh yeah. hoping for the best with louis and his uh his mattress that he brings everywhere isn't it amazing that some guys just are so much more frequently withdrawing from these events. So uh, let's see. Paul Casey this week was 11% owned. Uh, he withdrew before the start of the event, or at least for his tea time, not necessarily before lock. lock. And uh, yeah. Louis was 8% owned. So if you, if you dodged both of those, we're basically rake free now because that's like 20% of, the, uh, of uh, the field that had, well, I guess not technically uh, spread out that way, but, uh, combined ownership, 20% between the two. 
Yeah, pretty good. And I, like I said, I dodged the Casey. I did play Louie though, um, which was obviously a mis- hindsight is twenty twenty. However, um, I, I just, you're right. It's so on brand for some of these guys. It's always the same guys, and 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 they do it every single time. The Louis, the Jason Days. Paul Casey is is starting to get in that realm as well. And, and Louis is the biggest one of them. So again, we wish Louis the best. I don't know. Do you think this helps Nemeth? I mean, like, do you think this has any impact on Tiger's group in general or or Tiger at all? It's interesting. They'll have more time. They'll yeah. be waiting a lot. So and actually, yeah. um, I don't know the exact tee times or how they flipped them from round one to round two, but the group, uh, I think it's behind Tiger was the Paul Casey group. So now it's just Cam Smith and somebody else. I can't remember who it is, but there was a kind of a yeah. um, a quote from Cam Smith that said, yeah, we were playing in a two ball. We were waiting a lot. And I was just like a patron watching Tiger. So now, now those two groups, if they're still in order, which I'm not sure if they are, uh, we're going to have two two balls kind of in a row. So there's just going to be a lot of waiting for, which actually I'll tell you what, it might help when you're hitting might some tricky like, green side shots or like really thinking through it. Not that I think Tiger cares about the pressure from like staying on pace, but if you know you're not going anywhere, I, I don't know, might might give you an extra second to walk up to the front of the green, check everything out and go from there. I just watched Billy just look absolutely flabbergasted by the wind. He cannot, he's, he's he not believe it. Yeah, he cannot believe what's happening right now. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I think I think Tiger, I mean, they will be waiting, which, you know, for a player like Matt Jones is probably his worst nightmare. But I think Tiger, you know, we have to give him the benefit of the doubt that he'll he'll be able to uh to navigate anything. Only two golfers have completed 18 holes as of right now, four and a half strokes over par is the scoring average. That's obviously going to come down because we've only got a couple guys playing the last few holes, but it's going to be nuts. And uh, the top of this board, Andy, looks a lot like the top of the board from 2020, right? Camp Smith, Sung Jm, Dustin Johnson, all in contention. DJ and Sung Jay already out on the course. Sung Jay is, is making the turn at even par. He would pay a lot of money to play the back nine at even par. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, let me ask you, Rick, are you, how surprised, what's your surprise level? Did you play any Sung Jay this week? Cause I'll hand up. I did not. No, not in any significant way. Um, so I'm generally more bullish on Sung Jay than a lot of people, but he was coming in, in one of those mini slumps, which is not unusual. Like he, he does that. Yeah. We've seen that now three or four different times just in the last two years, he will go through a three or four event stretch where he loses the driver and he loses the approach play. And then he just clicks out of it. And there's no sign of when it's coming or when it's not coming. It's just like, this is kind of what he does. So I guess I can't be too surprised. I'd be pretty surprised if he won it. I'd be pretty excited if he won it, but um, no, I mean, he's played well here in the past and it's hard to be too, too surprised about a guy who's finished runner up here before. Yeah. And actually I had, I was going to fade Sung Jay in one of, the props uh it turns out you know he was already on the course before i could have gotten it i i did actually end up doing it last night but i didn't get to talk about it on the show you know i was looking back at that 2020 masters rick and you know it was dj's it, that was always dj's tournament right sung jay was always kind of playing from behind he was playing catch up dj ended up winning that tournament by five strokes so it never really ever felt like 
Sung Jae was going to win in the 2020 Masters or Cam Smith or Abe Answer was going to win. It always kind of, you know, DJ was coming in so hot. He's like 35% owned. He was eight to one. This is a new position for Sung Jae, right? I, I understand that he was in the mix in that November Masters. But again, like it never really felt like he had a chance. And 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 this, this is different. Uh, ironically, DJ seems like the guy again that is going to be his biggest chaser. But, you know, this is really the first time where, you know, Sung Jae is going to be, right now he's wire to wire through 27 holes, right? I know we still got a lot of golf left, but like he's been in the lead here. And, and I think there's a good chance with how we expect it, how difficult we expect it to play this afternoon that he finishes the day as the leader as well and heads into Saturday as the leader. Yeah, so he is uh, eight to one right now in the live odds over at Caesar Sportsbook. Scotty Scheffler also eight to one. Scotty, I do not believe has teed off yet. Uh, DJ is seven to one, and Cam Smith at five to one. Uh, I mean, Corey Connors still lurking at fourteen to one. Patrick Cantlay twelve to one. I mean, I think Joaquin Neiman could be pretty dangerous at sixteen. I, I think that, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Well, I guess I guess if you want to make a bet on somebody now, you want them to be on the golf course. Yeah. So Cantlay is the one I'm looking at. I picked Cantlay before the tournament started. I feel even better about it now. I think Pat, I think Patrick Cantlay is going to win the masters. I, I just, I like the position that he's in. He hit the ball great yesterday. What is he? He's plus one today. Yeah. Through seven. Okay. That's fine. I'm telling you right now, if Cantlay can get to the clubhouse, anybody that, enters the weekend uh at minus one or minus two like i and their stats you don't want to be over five strokes back heading into the weekend right you want to be within five heading into the weekend you don't see a lot of guys i don't think with the way the wind is you're gonna somebody's gonna be able to shoot like a 63 and climb 50 spots up the leaderboard but Man, I like the way that Patrick Cantlay is playing. What What about you? Who Who's kind of the the guy for you? Cantlay's a really good one. Um, I like that a lot. I think Neiman would have been the guy, but I I'm getting quite concerned about what's going to happen in the afternoon. So yeah. I, I'm kind of looking at just guys that are out on the golf course right now. And I'll tell you what: when you start looking at guys that are on the golf course, or you know, at least six or seven holes in who I think have a realistic chance of winning this, it's a really small list, right? I mean, Corey Connors, love the guy. Is Corey Connors going to be your 2022 Masters champion? Like, that would be his second win ever, right? For that to be the, like, that would be a pretty significant leap, I would think. Yeah, uh, a 30% Corey Connors at that. I, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see it. Corey, uh, I worry about his short game down the stretch by the way did you see the clip of hovland today no not from today DraftKings sportsbook and i think no laying up was was tweeting it out actually the guy who had the original video is is one of my friends shout out coach um he just stuffed a chip and people you know did their thing with it oh i see it you see, see what it. i'm talking about yeah, he just hit it like uh five feet in front of him and it wasn't like one of those tri it, it wasn't off um the shaved area it was off no, the rock actually quite it it looks like a pretty 
a decent lie uh, in the rough where you can kind of slide the club under it. And yeah, that's not great. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, who, so there's going to be some guys that missed, like, should we talk about JT? Like what's your biggest surprise wreck? Um, my biggest surprise is that Brooks Kepka went out in two under on in round one and then shot a 41 coming in. That is like the anti bizarro Brooks Kepka that for him to do that. Like, like you could, you could almost sense blood in the water and he just hemorrhaged strokes on the back. That is insane to me. Uh, JT losing like two strokes on approach and basically whimpering his way around. Like, you know what I mean? Just like never making any noise. Like that's, that's pretty bad too. I'm going to give you a Brooks take that I heard this week that I really wish that I had myself. I heard the take and I was like, damn, that's a really good take. I wish I thought of that myself. But one thing they talk about a lot at Augusta is um, being a die putter, right? Being somebody yeah. who kind of sneaks the ball into the hole and really plays the just break of the, over the edge, right? Exactly. And Brooks is a very aggressive putter. Brooks is Brooks will hit. He puts to make it center of the cup. He slams it in there. He plays less break. He has no problem running a putt three feet, four foot by. And the theory was that maybe these aren't the best greens for the way that Brooks likes to putt. Mm -hmm. And what did he lose three? He was like 75th in putting yesterday or something like that. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. Maybe there's something to that. Uh, I guess we should finally hit like, kind of like the big cat stuff here. Um, yeah, dude, one under to be in T10 after round one of the masters in your first round back in 500 and something days. Uh, it's pretty damn good, dude. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I think you probably got to be feeling pretty good about your made cut prop. Right, Rick. I mean, I think he'll I mean, probably anything can happen on a windy Augusta National on a Friday, but I'm uh feeling feeling good so far. Yeah, you're not counting your money. You haven't spent the money, but you gotta be feeling pretty solid about it. No, I mean I I listened to what you guys had to say yesterday in the first cut recap, and I kind of agree with what Kyle was saying was to me, it looked maybe a little bit more stressful than than other people. I, oh, I yeah. thought I that it was high stress. <laughs> yeah. I thought that he scored better than he played. I thought that he hit he hit his fa- I mean, he took a divot with a driver basically on one yeah. hole, which is not what you want to see. But again, that is what makes Tiger so great, is I think he's able to manufacture a score around here better than any other player in the field. So again, I think if I had to set the over under on what tiger shoots today, I'd say he shoots 75 and makes the cut healthily. I think he shoots 75 and makes the cut by three strokes. Yeah. 75 might be the field average, right? So he might exactly be 18 heading into the weekend. If he shoots a 75. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like he's got that wiggle room where it was so important to get under par yesterday, Rick. I mean, the yeah. fact that he opened with a one under as opposed to a one over, uh, just like that was so huge to to get that round out of yesterday because today you're going to have to work a lot harder. So 
you know, I, I think he's, I think he'll ha- he'll struggle. You know, I don't think he shoots under par. I don't think he even shoots one or two over. I would, I would set the over. What do they have? Do they have, what is price picks? Uh, like 75.5. That was, uh, well, let's see here. Strokes on tiger 73. I don't, I think that's too low. I think that's too low, right? Still get as of right now. Uh, and you can still get, hold on. Let me make sure this is what, what time is Cam Smith going off? He's going off in, oh, he's going off in an hour. Sorry. I had my, I had my conversion wrong. It was an hour and 12 minutes, not 12 minutes when I said that earlier. So you could get right now over tiger 73 over cam Smith, 71. I did. I took the Smith uh, 70.5 last night. It's too low. It's too low, right? It's just too low. It's too low. Ty- so Tiger, there shoots you have 70- it. Tiger shoots 73 today. He like might win this thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sungjae just made bogey too, right? Sungjae's at six. DJ's got a long, DJ's got a long par putt. Like it's, it's too low. Okay. So, what's what what what's uh sorry, what's a bigger accomplishment? Uh Rory completing the career grand slam or Tiger winning this masters? Uh Tiger winning this masters is probably the greatest sports accomplishment ever. What are what are our candidates? Like the 1980 <laughs> US miracle team beating the Soviet Union? Like that's what is it? that's a good yeah. bar. That's a good bar. Okay. What else is there? It's it's weird because it's um you've got the individual versus the team aspect, right? So like are yeah. there other even remotely comparable individual accomplishments? Like running, like the first guy who ran like the sub what four minute mile or something like that? Yeah, I'm trying to think like other individual sports. I can't I can't think of any tennis accomplishments uh off the i mean what you what it has to be in the context of is is unbelievable odds and i'm not talking about the odds that DraftKings sportsbook or or caesar set on tiger before the week i'm talking about (laughs) yeah i'm talking about a guy i'm talking about a guy who almost lost his life almost lost his leg uh a year ago right a little over a year ago it would be like if you think if you think Tiger is treated as um you know godly now if he wins this he he should just retire like just it would be unbelievable like to come back he is still actively in rehab right like that is so insane if he were to actually pull this off um there'd be no there anybody who wants to have the tiger Jack debate should never be allowed to have it again. So I'm just, I just did a quick Google of, I just Googled greatest sports accomplishments in history. Okay. It's like going 18 and zero in the NFL. Okay. Roger Federer went to 23 grand slams. It's crazy. That's, that's wild. Baylor women's basketball went uh, 40 and zero you know, a, a perfect game in, in mm. baseball. Yeah, but perfect uh, games have been done. I mean, there's been, what, 25 yeah. of them? Yeah. Um, Mike, Michael, like, it's just Serena Williams, Miracle on Ice, as I said. They Miracle even have, on Ice is a pretty good one. 
Yeah, Miracle on Ice is a pretty good one. Tiger winning the 97 Masters by a billion is up shots. there. Yeah, yeah, is up there too. I mean, he won a US Open at Pebble by what, like 14 that year or something like that too. Yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, the so, comebacks, there's like, there's some crazy comebacks when the Red Sox in 2004 came back from three yeah, down. That's a good um, one. When the Cavs came back from down 3-0. That one's more Warriors. impressive to me than the Red Sox coming back because basketball is such a like, um, it's such a favorite sport, like a chalky sport. Like the favorites generally win. Baseball can be a bit more random. Actually, hockey's quite random, right? Like if you look at the number yeah. of, like eight seeds that have beaten one seeds in the playoffs or like just get a hot goalie hockey hockey's quite random. Basketball is not by any stretch. So like coming back from down three, one is more impressive to me than coming back from down three Oh in baseball. Yeah. So I'm like some people. Yeah. Cavs beating the warriors and five uh, Leicester uh, won the premier league at 5,000 to one. Yeah. I think that's uh Leicester Leicester. Okay. That's a, that's a, uh, th they're going to rip you for that. That's a deservedly. So Deser <laughs> yeah, deservedly. So Kirk Gibson home run on one leg. That's pretty Serena good. winning. Damon's thrown out some, some heaters. Serena winning the grand slam pregnant. Didn't even know about that. Oh, I remember. Uh, uh, I, I don't know what compelled me to do this. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, Lester. We're both wrong. Um, yeah. I don't know what compelled me to do this, but on November 27th at 2.19 p.m., I placed a wager on Tiger Woods to win this Masters at 125 to 1. So what 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 happened on November 27th that I did that? Was that when we heard rumors he was coming back for the PNC? Yeah. Because that wasn't yeah. until December, right? No, but I think it was the swing video. Was oh, it the swing video okay. Thanksgiving week? Tiger's Twitter. Okay, so let's go to Tiger's Twitter and see. Was it when the swing video the Thanksgiving swing video. week? Could you imagine if I, uh, excellent noted golf better, placed a wager because I watched a three second swing video? Uh, yeah, that shows you how sharp. That shows shows you how sharp I am. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you were alone on that too. Either. <laughs> okay, so he made he made he tweeted out the twenty first. So okay. I um. Six days later, then then placed a bet on him to win the Masters at 125 to one. Well, you've got great closing line value. What is he live? Like 35 to one right now? Uh, he is, yeah, 35 to one. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. So let's temper our expectations. So right, like I think for me, in my opinion, Rick, we did this. We played this game. Um. Tuesday, I think we played it a week in advance too, where I said, I'm setting the over under for Tiger this week at 37.5. And mm. we both said, okay, that's a pretty fair number. I think you can go either way with that one. I think 37.5 is right. All where we stand now on Friday morning, all I would do is lower that to like 28.5, right? Mm. Or 30, because Again, I think that Tiger is going to have a more, the walk is going to get more difficult for him too. The exhaustion factor, the fatigue factor. So yeah. that's, that's all I'm saying. And the, okay. So this is actually a really important day and then we'll get out of here. We'll talk about anything else you want to talk about. But um, 
so this is kind of a really critical day because he goes AM PM. So he gets more than 24 hours essentially to do all the ice baths and the recovery and all that stuff. If he's still in contention and he still gets a late afternoon tea time, that's going to shorten and he's going to have like 24 hours of turnaround time or 20 hours of turnaround time, something like that. Here's the big thing though, Andy, if he shoots like, okay, let's say the scoring average is 75. He shoots a 77, something like that. And he has to go out earlier on Saturday, that's where I think things can get off the rails, right? The, the, mm-hmm. If he has to eventually get a quick turnaround, I think he's I think he's in trouble. If he can continue to keep these gaps of time, I think it's a little bit better. But still, I think he's I think he's going to be fading. Right, right, yeah. I didn't think about that too. The turnaround time that you pointed out was that's a good point because you talked about that about the tea time wave where I said I'm worried about his wave, and you said. Uh, actually, in terms of like just his body and, and internal factors, it might be better for him. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm with you on that, I think. And tomorrow, you know, tomorrow is supposed to be uh, better than today in terms of the wind from what I've seen. But again, it's going to be more time for the greens to bake out as well. Uh, all right, last thing we'll get out of here. So five Incos Daves uh, says, how about Holly Holm beating Ronda Rousey? Are you, do you remember this, Andy? Do you, mm-hmm. Are you a big, okay. So there used yeah. to be when Ronda Rousey was just rampaging through everyone in the UFC and there was a, uh, you know, like the drinking game going around for like UFC, whatever. And the only drinking game for Ronda Rousey's fight was chug your beer until Ronda Rousey knocks out the person in front of them because it's, it's only going to take her like 12 seconds to do it. And then Holly Holm beat her. That was a pretty big upset. Yeah, that's another good one. Like some, this guy's on fire right now. Buster Douglas beating Tyson. That was a little bit before my time. But I think when we're talking about individual accomplishments, the one that's you, the ones that you have to look at is like boxing and UFC and tennis. And I'm sure there were some crazy Olympic ones right yeah it's actually harder in in those sports because um like like holly holm right like the odds weren't that long but it, you know because you're never going to match up ronda rousey the best fighter on the planet with number like 400 you know what i mean like like they 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 match them competitively so it's hard to get like really huge upsets yeah the minute i said olympics the first thing that came to mind was Xander Shoffley's father getting hit by a drunk driver and, and ruining his German decathlon dreams. And then Xander bringing the, bringing home the gold for Stefan. Jeez. That's a good one. How about Roy McElroy hitting his dad with a shot at the masters like last year or the year before, like hit his own father with a golf ball. The chances of that happening are just very, very slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think moral All of the right. story, it's tiger. It's tiger. It's Tiger. Andy, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, You and I are going to be back for another scramble on Tuesday for RBC Heritage and, of course, every Friday. But uh, you're you're coming on the first cut live chat today. Is that still accurate? I do not know. I have not heard. I did. Okay. I don't know if I had asked you about that. Okay. So it was just the two yesterday or was it? I don't, I don't even know what day it is. So what, what was it? You asked me about the two yesterday. Okay. DM me if you need me. I should be able to do it. I okay, think. well, listen, I don't want to uh, bother you if it's... Ask if, Jacob, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, okay. it's fine. Cool. All right. All right. Uh, use the code Rick on Prize Picks. Link is in the description. Enjoy the Masters. Big thanks to producer Mina. Follow Andy on Twitter at ADP Lack Sports. We'll see you Tuesday.